This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. They couldn't believe I didn't watch The Office. I've never seen The Office. Don't know about The Office. <laughs> Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Zings it for the end zone. Caught by Kelsey on a slant. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jay Tittleman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's gone. Jay Tittleman makes it in. Everything happening in the sports world. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I fear the Reaper today. Yeah, because I, I feel too. I just feel like death warmed over today. <laughs> I really do. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the most refreshed man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Do you feel refreshed after playing a little golf yesterday? Yeah. Do you feel refreshed? Yeah. Uh... Sun therapy is a wonderful thing. It can cure a lot of ails. You've got a brand new golf cart that's beautiful looking. You were zipping around Turkey Creek yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Do you feel like it's springtime yet? No. It is not springtime yet. Why not? Because I, it's just it's just, you know, cart path only. Oh yeah, that's killer. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Well, because you stripe everything right down the middle of the oh, fairway. Oh, I was I, I was just center cutting yeah. every single t ball yesterday. Steve, it was a busy, busy day yesterday. Busy night of entertainment. Okay. Did you follow along? No. With the Bachelor? No. The finale? No. Now the thing is, Steve, it was the most dramatic Bachelor finale in the history of the show. And do you know why? No. Because he's got no women left. Why, why is that? He's either broken up with all of them, or they've dumped him. Oh, good grief. Can you believe that? Can you believe it? I. It's the most dramatic episode in the history of the show. Well. Now, Steve, you and I talk about prop bets sometimes. I'm sure people that listen to us, they know, ooh, when we get to Super Bowl time, we're going to talk about prop bets. Mm-hmm. When we get to the Super Bowl halftime show... Ooh, how long is Lady Gaga going to sing? But I have heard there are some rumors out on the street about some prop bets regarding your lifestyle choices, and that well, <laughs> maybe not, Whoa. maybe not Whoa. quite that serious. All right, but your lifestyle choice of will you watch The Bachelor or not? Oh, okay. Rumor on the street is somebody has offered you money to watch The Bachelor. I was offered a service. <laughs> and I, there was no way there was, yeah, I will just say, I said no, because I'm not wasting two hours of my life watching something that does not involve me, does not concern me. And I can do a lot more things with those two hours of my time. I believe that tonight you should watch the finale. I really think you should. No. How much time would you possibly give it? What about 30 minutes? The last 30 minutes? I'm not interested. 
But you, I think you just need to see it. Because if you see it, Steve, then it could change your life. I'll let, I'll let people tell me about it. I'll let you inform me what happened. Well, he's got no women left. Well, Isn't that crazy? Well, this is this is all scripted as far as I'm concerned. No, it's not. He had to jump over a fence last week. Oh, boy. Then they had to find him out in the hills of Portugal or wherever they're at. Oh, good grief. He's down to nobody. <laughs> Cassie left him. <laughs> do you think that's about how the show would be for you? That you wouldn't do the dumping? You'd get those 25 women in and you'd gather them all around and say, All right, ladies, let's have some fun, have a good time tonight. And then like three hours later, you'd be without any of them. I think they'd probably dump me. That's what I'm saying, is that, yeah. they, oh. that they'd oh, spend three yeah. hours with oh, you yeah. and go, see three, ya. Three hours of me, and I'm out the door. <laughs> they, they, they've had enough. They're, yeah. Well, Steve, you get one more chance. The original season finale was last night. Well. They need two more hours. The chances of me watching it are slim and none, and Slim's already out the door. So I just think you should give it one chance. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch sports. So what are you, what are you going to watch tonight? I don't know, Gonzaga. But I'm going I'm going to watch sports so I can talk about it on this show. Well, that's decent enough, Steve. There was a ton of sports news yesterday and mainly from a sport that I wasn't expecting to talk about yesterday. Okay. And that was the National Football League. And I've got one other storyline that I want to talk with you about here at some point today. But this is a really busy day or yesterday was a very busy day for the NFL in terms of defensive backs, players that will play as safeties or corners in the NFL, the free agent market, the trade market, it's all bouncing all over the place. And you and I had a feeling that the Chiefs needed to get in on this. They need to get in on the pile. And one of the big moves that happened yesterday was Landon Collins, who a lot of people would love for the Chiefs to have in their secondary, decided to go to the Redskins. In the division, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Then the next big move that we were still waiting on in a lot of ways, who are the Chiefs going to make a move on? Who's going to take a gamble on the Chiefs? Who's going to come to Kansas City? And it's Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Honey Badger. From the Houston Texans who played in 99% of their defensive snaps from a season ago. This is the Chiefs taking off their hat and throwing it right in the middle of the ring. And I heard somebody, I believe, on the Good Morning football show yesterday, Kyle Brandt, you familiar with him? Mm-mm. He used the analogy of one of your favorite movies, and that's Happy Gilmore. You, you remember oh, that movie? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Casino. No, it, that, that would Good be a fellas. little different gamble. <laughs> so what his analogy was with this is, do you remember that scene where Happy Gilmore is finally competing in the tournaments and is starting to actually play pretty well. Right. And he turns to Shooter McGavin and says, Ooh, Happy learned how to putt. Yeah. Because he can drive the green in one. Yeah. But then 12 putt. Well, he putted with a hockey stick. (laughs) And it doesn't help him out that much. Yeah. But now, the Chiefs who are Happy Gilmore in a sense, you've got this unbelievable quarterback with an unbelievable offense that just needs a little help. They need to work on their short game. Well, I, I, and their short yeah. game is defense. And I would if I was a good player and I was looking around and I saw how close the Chiefs were and they, you know, they were an offsides call away from making the Super Bowl, I would think Kansas City would be a, you know, has to be on the top of It's kind of like KU, uh, you know, with high school McDonald's All-Americans recruits. They're on KU is on everybody's list. Now do they get them all? Of course not. But they had 3 this year. 
But I think the Chiefs have to be on a short list of anybody that wants to win. That's You know, they all say – this is what kind of irritates me. Uh-oh. But they all say, oh, we want that ring, we want that ring. Let's be honest. They want to get paid as much as they can get paid. So, But the Chiefs already – that's actually their – the second move, because Carlos Hyde, running back, who I've had on my fantasy football team many times, Carlos Hyde signed a one-year deal. So that tells me that Spencer Ware, probably out the door, maybe. See you later. Yeah, could be. But Steve, the significance of making this move and going and getting a, play, a player that might cost some money, it shows that the Chiefs are ready. They understand that they're defensive backs, their defense in general was horrible. And what did we say several times? Where if they were just the 20th ranked defense, right. how good could they be? Yeah. If they were just the 20th, not to mention a top 10 or a top 5, instead of 31st or 32nd, whatever the metrics told them, if they could just get themselves into a position where maybe they have a healthy Eric Berry, I'm not counting on it. I don't think Eric Berry ever plays again. I, I just think with all the ailments he's had, he had the leukemia or whatever it was. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hodgkin's lymphoma. I just don't ever see him playing again. I, you know, he, he's basically not played for two years is what it's come down to. But when you throw in somebody who is an elite player defensively, for a stretch, the Chiefs had two to three elite players on their defense. We could maybe even throw four. Dontari Poe, whenever he was at his best, yeah. was an elite defensive interior Boy, lineman. is that guy just falling off the planet. Justin Houston, right. when he was at his best, he was an elite defensive player. Yes. You could almost throw D Ford into that category. Yeah. Whenever he was at his absolute best, he was pretty good. Very close to elite. Yeah. Eric Berry. When he was at his best. He was really good. Elite. Yeah. Marcus Peters, when he was at his best, elite. Then you can almost wipe off the board with all of those players. Are, are any of them left besides Eric Berry? No. D. Ford, I guess, is still around, but he's D- the one that's the fringe. Yeah, they're talking like they're going to franchise him. If they don't franchise him, they might trade him. I'm not sure what the hurry is to get rid of D. Ford because he was pretty good this year. And you got to have somebody. I mean, you got to have somebody on. I think defense. the worry is is that he's going to cost a whole lot of money. Yeah, but now that you're getting rid of, rid of, rid of some of these elite defensive players, do you know what's left? The 31st ranked defense in the NFL. Yeah. When you have this juggernaut of an offense, yeah. an elite quarterback with an elite wide receiver, and at the time a great running back for a moment, and that is no longer true, but an elite tight end. When you have all these pieces, plus a good offensive line that they've been working around, when you have these pieces, you have to do something else on the other side, like Happy Gilmore. When you can hit a 420-yard drive, you might need to work on your wedge game for when you land in those greenside bunkers. You might want to be able to get out. Yeah. Because if you do, if you can figure out the short game, if you can make all of your six-foot putts, then your team is going to be very good. And right now... The Chiefs are driving the ball past the green. They, they're they out there at number three on Turkey Creek, and they are blasting it to the backside of the green. But they don't have any pieces to help put the ball in the hole. Right. They're relying on that driver going in on the first 
hit. Driver's not the problem. Someone. The driver it. is phenomenal, but they need to find somebody that can help them defensively. And Tyron Matthew is a start. They're going to need another very good pass rusher, and part of that could come through the draft, and that the Chiefs are going to have some opportunities in the top 15 of the first round if they could slide into one of those positions, that they could get a very good pass rusher. They're going to need more linebackers that are better because for a stretch, when they had Derek Johnson, you had Justin Houston, D. Ford, all these guys that are essentially linebackers. I know Derek Johnson is. Frank Zombo was in that mix. When you had these players that were very good linebackers, this was a solid team. Now, you don't have great linebackers. Now you have Tyron Matthew, but other than that, the secondary is not very good. You've got Alan Bailey in the middle of the defensive line and, and D. Ford. But this defense, they're about two more injuries away from being as bad as they were last year. Horrific. So they've got to find ways to get better. But I love this Tyron Matthew move. And Steve, you made your point about sometimes the players not really caring all that much about winning. Which, who cares? They're just trying to make their money and trying to make as much money as possible while they're there. Keep marketing themselves. But Tyron Matthew made a post on Twitter about two months ago saying something about how, I want to win. I'm, I'm sick of sitting around and finishing not mm. close enough, mm. being on the Texans and not getting close enough, being on the Cardinals and not being close enough. He said, I want to win. And this is his move of saying, I want to go be a part of greatness. Because, because of how good this Chiefs offense is, they are going to be in the running. Whether the defense is horrific or whether they're very good. If they're very good, then man, this team is going to be hard to beat. If the team is horrific, then we're going to see a lot more games in the playoffs like they did and had against the Patriots. Right. So, I love this move. They're throwing their their hat in the ring and they're saying, let's go get it. Well, in the NFL, the window is so small. You know, it's, it's just barely cracked open for a little while. Other than the Patriots, basically. I mean, you have a small window of opportunity. You got to go for it. A big fan of that. The other very disappointing thing that I saw yesterday, Steve, did you see what happened to the Raiders? They got Antonio Brown. Well, not that. The other player that they're going to add. I did not see that. It's really going to be a problem. Jersey sales. It's going to really hurt my reputation. Oh, LaMarcus Joyner. They signed LaMarcus Joyner. It's not going to be a good look when you see the crowd that Oakland, Alameda County Coliseum, and you see them panning around and all the Raiders fans in the black hole with their face paint, and they've got their kiss tongues sticking out with big old spears through the middle of them and axes in the stands. Mm -hmm. And what's the name going to be on the back of the jersey? Joiner. Joiner? Yeah. It's going to ruin my family name. But he's friend of the pistol. Yeah, he's a St. Thomas Aquinas guy. That's right. Broward County. Broward County. I need to tell the pistol to tell LaMarcus to reconsider. I was really hoping that LaMarcus Joyner would be a Chief. Yeah. Do you know how cool that would be, Steve? If I got to make a or if I got to go buy a Chiefs jersey. Yeah. And I get to have my own last name on it. You'd have to put Jay Joyner though instead of LM. No, no, no. I'm cool with LM. Okay. Because some people would say, "Huh, you nerd, you got your own customized Chiefs jersey." I'd say, "Uh-uh. It's for my boy LaMarcus Joyner." Yeah. I used to joke for a while that we were cousins, and somebody believed it. Really? You could probably guess from my athleticism that we could be related. Really? 
Very athletic. Okay. I was a lockdown corner. If you say so. I think we should believe it. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I've got a topic to discuss with you. I don't think you've seen anything about it, so I'll be able to present the evidence to you first. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, you okay? I'm good. You doing all right? I'm good. You seem a little down. I'm just a little tired. I can tell. Yeah. I slept in a little bit today. That daylight savings time has just messed me all up. Yeah, you're you're all thrown off. I am. I thought you'd be refreshed. I thought you played a little golf or your legs tired. Yeah, but, but it's just daylight savings time. Just It takes me like a week to adjust. It doesn't help with him. Cloudy, and rainy no sun day therapy today. today. You know, no, no sun therapy. Well, Steve, perk, perk up. Get a little coffee, okay. a Red Bull for okay. you. Well, you got to get yourself I don't do, going. I don't do Red Bull. So. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Steve, there was a an incident in Utah last night. Were you familiar with it? No. Well, the Oklahoma City Thunder were playing at the Utah Jazz, which has actually turned into be a pretty good rivalry over the last couple of years, and okay. especially after their very heated playoff series in the last postseason. But there was an incident that happened that I wanted to talk with you about. And that is, Russell Westbrook got into an altercation with a fan. And your first in- reaction might be, oh, that player's an idiot, why is he yelling at the fan? Well, Russell Westbrook was responding to some things that this fan was saying to them. They're sitting either courtside or, or right there next to it. I don't know if they were the first people on the floor, or if they were up in the second or third row. And... It happened in the middle of the game. A couple of times, Westbrook is running down the floor, and he's then at this point when this video is being taken. I can't play the video because there was a whole lot of graphic language. Okay. But at the time this video is taken, Russell Westbrook's on the bench. The game's going on back behind. You can't really see it, but you know what's happening over there. And Westbrook and this fan are going back and forth, mm-hmm. and especially Westbrook saying some. I will bleep you up mm-hmm. if you keep saying things like that to mm-hmm. me. And he said, you don't want to try me. I'm, I'm Russell Westbrook. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a freak. I'll come yeah. kill you. Yeah. And he even said something along the lines of, I'll mess your wife up too. Oh. And part of this was because these fans were relentless on him. And after the game, there was an interview from one of the local TV stations in Salt Lake. And they were interviewing the fan. And he said, oh, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I uh, no, it, we were actually just having some fun. I we like Russell, and we thought we were having fun, and then all of a sudden he got mad at us. And Westbrook's other side of the story was no, 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 that was not what happened. He said you need. He said something along the lines of you need to get down on your knees like you used to, and, and it was not good. And some people were trying to back the fan, and they were following along with his side of the story and saying, well, maybe he didn't say anything, and Westbrook's just overreacting. Well, they went back on this fan's. Twitter history, and all it was was just these 
hateful tweets to Russell Westbrook and saying all these terrible things about him. So obviously there's some history with him mm-hmm. not liking Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And if Steve, if you wrote a column every day of your life and said, Russell Westbrook's an idiot, and then you got courtside seats and there was an incident that maybe is saying that you were yelling at Russell Westbrook, you think you probably were? You think you probably were saying something to him? I, All right, let's not say you, somebody else. Yeah, I just... It was probably the fan saying something. Oh, of course it was. So, where, be, okay, where where is... Where, the game was in Utah? Yes. Where, where is the Utah security? And that is part of the question that Russell Westbrook was posing after all of this happened. And there was an incident a month or two ago where the same thing happened, where a fan, I believe it was Russell Westbrook, but I, I might be wrong, but there was a fan that grabbed him. He was standing over there on the sideline, one of those courtside seats, and the fan grabbed him or tugged on his jersey or smacked him on the butt as he was walking by, and Westbrook didn't like it. And he turned and sort of made a pump, yeah, back off, yeah. And that it was a funny video at the time, but Westbrook has come out and said, "Look, there's all this protection for fans. They've got security. Where's the protection for us? Why are we allowing?" fans to stand on the front row and not only be in contact with us if we happen to go dive into the stands or be over there close, but why are we allowing them to yell such horrible things at us? He's saying, you're saying this about my wife and my family and my kids. Why is that okay? Why can, not, I, why can I not be able to say the, something bad? The family back? should be off limits. I'm sorry. There should be no family references. Uh, and again, Where's Utah the security people there? I mean, I know they pay big money to sit down by the court, but the, I mean, what's wrong with people when they do stuff like that? It makes me just scratch my head sometimes. And that was part of the conversation that I wanted to direct this to anyway. When it comes to, let's say, high school sports, because you and I see a lot of this firsthand. Oh, when we saw we, it Saturday when, night. And, and we talked about it yesterday on the show. And... A lot of the hate that we see more at the high school level is not personally directed as it is at the officials. And sometimes it'll be at coaches, too, Mm -hmm. the opposing coach. Mm -hmm. We always joke around with Vance Unrau, the Mound Ridge coach, Mm -hmm. that whenever they play Inman, all the people always say, sit down, Vance. Oh, yeah. And there is a part of being a fan that there is this interactive quality to it, where you're right down there next to them. You know who these players are. You know who the coaches are. For Steve's sake, you know who the officials are. Yeah. And he'll he'll say, oh, there's so-and-so. He's a great ref. Oh, there's so-and-so. Oh, he's so bad. I can't believe we got him. <laughs> but there is this part of being close to it, and it's part of the passion of sports, is being excited about it and being a fan, fanatic. a fanatic, right. a rooter. Yeah. And that sometimes... You can push yourself over the limits of being excited. And I'll be upfront about it. When I was in high school, that's all I did, is we just went to games and we trash-talked people Oh my God. As, as student section. We would go to sophomore basketball games or freshman games or JV games, and you can imagine, you've seen those gyms. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of people in there. Right. And if we're standing and yelling... The other teams are going to hear us. Yeah, they're they're going to hear what I, we're saying. I, I like how some fans wait till a free throw and then yell about the call it both ways. How much are they pay? We heard the one. How much? How much is Andover Central paying yeah, you? Yeah, how much is Andos Andover Central paying you? And they always pick the opportune time, you know, to be heard. And I, I, you know, I just wish people like that get thrown out of the game. We had a guy sitting on the front row at the game Saturday night, 
I mean, he basically leaned over the rail the whole game. I don't think he ever sat down. <laughs> and, I mean, it was 32 minutes of nothing but berating the officials. Now, I am all about having fun. And I am all about maybe even saying to the refs, oh, that's a terrible call. I- I'm okay with a lot of this happening. But it's when it gets extreme that that's when we have problems. And it's similar to what this happened with Russell Westbrook or similar to any high school basketball game where you see where people just take it over the top and you start yelling and you start really getting fixated on one thing. And it especially happens with officials where if one call goes the wrong way, then another call goes the wrong way and all the fans start to collectively say, oh, these refs are out to get us. Mm -hmm. Then the next traveling call happens and, Oh, oh, are you kidding me? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Are you blind? Oh, yeah. And it gets to the point where it gets to be too much. Why do you think we have an official shortage? Well, because a lot of people are yelling at them. Yeah. But going back to just simply the fan interaction, I am all about high school sporting events, college sporting events, NFL, NBA, MLB. I am all about fans being vocal. And... I would prefer it to be in a supportive way, but especially at the high school level, it is a really fun time for student-athletes and students to interact in student sections, and that's part of what makes sports fun. Can you imagine, let's say McPherson is on the road playing at Bueller, and their student section's right on top of them, and let's say Jake Alexander's at the free throw line, and somebody yells, and they know who each other are, and he says, Mm -hmm. Jake, you're terrible, Mm -hmm. and he makes the free throw, and... And as he's jogging back to the other end of the floor, he gives him the oh, ear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I didn't hear that. Grandpa Danny wouldn't like that. See, I, I'm all about the fun of that. And that's a part of, especially with high school sports, what makes it fun. And with small college sports, you see it a little bit more. Where it's, you can't really have that interaction at KU or K-State. It's harder there. I'm all about it. But there is a line that is crossed. And I tended to make a pretty... Intent idea. I, I I did not ever want to say things that were too bad. Yeah. I never really wanted to talk about moms or sisters or or anything else like that. But I did like to have fun, and especially going back and forth with players. I remember there was one game where we figured out one of the players on the other team's phone number, rivalry game, I like the East, I like the South, mm-hmm. and started chanting out the phone number when he was at the free throw line. Seven five five eight seven three eight mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think it's fun. It's a part of what makes it fun. It's a part of what builds rivalries. But there's a level that can be crossed, especially when you get to the professional level, yeah. and especially when it's grown men that are yelling at each other on the floor, and professional athletes. I don't think they like that very much. And part of it says, "Oh, well, people are going to boo you or say whatever." But when it's so close and so personal, that's where we run into problems. Do you think fans, that it should be monitored closer? Oh, yes. Do you think that means there should be security people sitting down there on the front row saying, okay, if you say this, we're listening to it, Russ Westbrook turns over to the trainer and says, all right, that guy, he's got to go. Or is that pushing it too much? Or is that too much on the opposite side of it at being too soft? I no, I just I just think there needs to be security people right down. You know, it sounded like this fan was just berserk to me, and just I get I don't like it. I just don't like it. You know, respect the game, respect the player. I don't know if that's some fancy term, but anyway, I just I just feel like that there's no reason to be hateful 
And it just sounds like this was hateful stuff. This happened in an NFL game with Marcus Peters not that long ago. I think I remember showing you that video that there was some fan on the front row yelling at Marcus Peters, mm-hmm. and, and he went, went up into the stands and said, would you like to say that again? Yeah. Uh, it was a lot more everybody's vulgar a, than that. Everybody's a tough guy until they're confronted. So. And that's part of it, too. Philip Rivers, there was an incident with him running out of Arrowhead whenever they won on Thursday night or Monday night football this year, and fans are yelling at him and throwing things. And that is a part of sports, is that when John Elway goes into Arrowhead Stadium, He's their biggest rival. Everybody in the world knows who John Elway is. They are going to boo him. They are going to yell at him. They're probably going to make a joke about him looking like a horse. That's that's part of the game. That's part of what's going to happen. Now, when somebody is standing on the field and John Elway walks by and they say, John Elway, I hope you die or your sister's hot. I, I, I don't, you can push it to different boundaries. Yeah. But I'll, sh- I'll have to show you the video of... Russell Westbrook engaging with this fan because okay. I I would have to use the bleep button five million Ooh. times to use it today on the air. Yeah, but you'll be surprised at what was never happening. mind those children that were probably sitting about five. And that's away. part of it too. Yeah, is that sometimes adults forget there's little kids. What there. else is happening around them? Yeah. All right, Steve. We'll take one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. The finale tonight. The Bachelor. Can you make it through it? One more. That's it. There's no sports going on. You want to watch the Western Activities Conference final, West Coast Conference? What about the, the league that Northern Kentucky's in? What are they in? They won. I don't know. They're playing their conference tournament in Detroit. That really what you want to watch? The Royals might be on. Well, do you really want to watch Royals spring training? Like, <laughs> and not the end of the spring training where they're trying. Yeah. They're throwing out all these single A guys and saying go pitch. Yeah. That's no fun. You know what's fun? It's watching The Bachelor. <laughs> well, it's just not my. Company. How much would I have to pay you? You don't have to pay. I'm not. I'm not. And we inter- could Facebook Live it. I'm not interested in it. I'm just not. It doesn't. It doesn't appeal to. What me. about fifty dollars? I think the whole to just sit there and I, watch. I think the whole thing's rigged. I think it's it's probably been scripted. One hundred dollars. No, I. If I gave I, you a hundred dollar bill and said we just have I, to sit I there and watch, I can't be bought. <laughs> I think you should do it. Yeah. What What about other services? Other services. Well, like you mentioned, somebody was offering you a service. Well, to watch The Bachelor. Now let's not take that the wrong way here, right. people. This was not anything, a weird service. This yeah. was a... They were going to pay for something. For you. Yeah, t- something that I could have needed done. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. We, I, need, we need to word that better for yeah, the next time. Yeah, but no, I, I just... It doesn't interest me. All right, Steve, I'll let you off the hook. I'll let you fill me in tomorrow. And, and I'll fill you, you in tomorrow. You can tell me about, what's his name, Marlon? His name is Colton. Colton, whatever. Okay. <laughs> 
He's gonna he's gonna end up with he's gonna end up with no. But just just do it the old fashioned way. Just go to bars and meet somebody. Or yeah, somebody. that that that's really the way to do it. Yeah. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell and Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening. To According to Jim, we'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim, with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.